Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are looking for a deeper meaning, a better vantage point, and a new perspective. Are we making it all too complicated? On this hot pursuit for life's meaning while rejecting meaningful moment after moment that could be our best teacher, most of us have failed to retain a pearl of wisdom handed to us from time to time. Discounted the advice as quick as the old-timers tell of a mile to school uphill, downhill, in snow both ways. But how many simple yet impactful life lessons are there? No way can we recover all of them. And I won't even convince you in my relatively short lifespan that I have encountered them all. But with a little help, we will get a good start in understanding how they come about and how to recognize those golden nuggets of revelation. Ready to switch on the headlamp and start our exploration? My grandfather once told me, if you don't want to be late, leave a little early. Now, I'm not sure when that took hold and became an important lesson, or if from that moment it just took root, but I've always been punctual. I'm also not sure if because of that lesson I take pride in my punctuality, or if I just obsess over being late. Either way, I'm always on time or early. As of late, those sentiments and words of advice have hit me harder. I think it's age and a chance to sit back and take stock of where you are and what you've learned. At a younger age, I was head down, nose to the grindstone, mowing over all of the truism. It's that age of independence when you think you know it all, and someone sharing their life experience was just that, them sharing. If you haven't come full circle to understand your parents were actually right, then brace yourself. It's coming. Even my own daughter admitted the same to me. I wanted to make a bigger deal of the moment. You know, maybe a signature to the sentiment or a selfie to mark the occasion. But instead, I just laughed at myself and understood my mother from a different perspective. We are all teachers and students, and those roles are forever interchangeable. And thank goodness for it. If the fact that I knew it all at age 25 actually had been true, whoa, I can't even imagine where I would be today. So just as I'm learning, we're going to explore many angles from myself and others to fuel a passion to learn even more. It may also help you identify the lessons that were served up to you uh, that you might have overlooked. The only requirement? A willingness to learn. Deal? Stevenson gets us started with 12 things your parents were right about in an article she wrote for healthfully.com. This might help you remember some of your own, given or received. It seems as if parents have a cliche for every occasion. 
How many times did you roll your eyes when your mom imparted the wisdom she gained from walking to school, you know, 10 miles uphill in snow? Well, it turns out mom and dad were right about a lot. Today, you might find yourself muttering some of those same phrases your parents had shared with you. So here are 12 things your parents were probably right about. Number one, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Focusing all your energy on one thing can have its drawbacks. Dad was right when he said to keep an open mind and make yourself available to opportunities. The technical word for this is diversification. According to Nobel Prize winner in economics, Harry Markowitz, diversification lowers risk of loss and increases chances for success when investing. The lesson of diversification applies to other aspects of life as well, such as friendship. By sharing your time and energy with several friends rather than simply devoting yourself to an incredibly close relationship with just one friend, you increase the breadth and depth of your personal support system. The message is spread those eggs between several baskets in every area of your life. Number two. Early to bed, early to rise. In a study of 824 undergraduate college students, professor of psychology at University of North Texas, Daniel J. Taylor, found that students who reported being early risers scored one point higher in GPA compared to the reported night owls. These students who woke up early were more productive, less tired, and consumed less alcohol and tobacco. When you align your waking and sleeping cycle with the rising and setting of the sun, you align yourself with the natural circadian cycle. According to researchers from the University of Bologna Neurological Sciences Department in Italy, deep wave sleep helps you retain information from the previous day. During the dream state, the mind replays the day and holds onto important information placing it into long-term memory storage. If you're sleep-deprived, you're less likely to hold on to this information. This is why it's important to keep a consistent sleep schedule that is aligned with the rising and setting of the sun to stay sharp. Number three, always finish what you started. Craig Copeland, author of Finish What You Start, was a personal assistant for over 16 years for CEOs of major corporations, as well as entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, producers, directors, A-list actors, Grammy-winning performers, and heads of major movie studios. He found that these successful people finished what they started, and this is what propelled them to the top. Need some tips on how to finish? Number one, never bite off more than you can chew. Pick projects you're capable of finishing. Number two, stay focused on one project and avoid multitasking, which will distract you from reaching your goal. Number three, give yourself a time frame in which the project must be finished and then commit to it. Number four, avoid making excuses. How about eat your fruits and vegetables? Science is behind your mom on this one. Fruits and vegetables are necessary for a healthy, balanced diet. 
A study conducted by researchers in the Netherlands recruited 451,151 participants from 10 European countries between 1992 and 2000 and followed them until 2010. The data supports the evidence that fruit and vegetable consumption is associated with a lower risk of death, particularly cardiovascular disease. The research also showed that there are more nutritional values in raw as opposed to cooked vegetables because of the potential loss of nutritional value when some foods are cooked in high heat. Fruits and veggies also have been linked to happiness and offer benefits to organs, hair, and skin. In order to gain the benefit of fruits and vegetables, aim to eat at least five servings a day. Number five. Be patient. Patience is a virtue. Research conducted by Eilat Fishback and Yanchi Dai showed that having patience increases the perceived value of the object being waited for and makes a person more patient in the future. If you are impatient, you can practice in simple ways so you're prepared. For example, force yourself to wait to make decisions. Practice keeping calm. Find something entertaining to do while you wait in line. Plan an event that will not happen for weeks. Even just thinking about how much you've been waiting could increase your patience. Number six, be thankful for what you have. Dr. Robert Emmons spent eight years researching the benefits of gratitude for his book, Thanks, how the new science of gratitude can make you happier. Emmons says having a grateful attitude can decrease blood pressure, strengthen heart function, increase feel-good neurotransmitters such as dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins, and decrease depression and cortisol levels associated with stress. We live in a world where we are bombarded with messages saying that we should work more and get more. Sit down and make a list of all the things you're thankful for in your life. You might be surprised by how much you already have for which to be grateful. Number seven, wash your hands before you eat. Yep, your parents were 100% right. A study was conducted at Michigan State University in which 3,749 people were surveyed for hand-washing behaviors in public restrooms. They found that only 5% of the people washed their hands long enough to kill germs that can cause infections. One out of three didn't even use soap, and 10% didn't bother washing their hands at all. The Centers for Disease Control advises, Wet hands with warm water. Lather with soap for 20 seconds. Rubbing the hands together and scrubbing the back of the hands and under the nails. Rinse well under clean water and air or towel dry. Washing hands properly cuts down the spread of flu, cold, and foodborne illnesses. Number eight, don't sweat the small stuff. This piece of advice became a best-selling book by Richard Carlson, that stayed on the New York Times bestseller list for 101 weeks in the late 1990s. When you freak out about things, you increase the amount of stress hormones released in your system. Stress is completely necessary when you have a cheetah chasing you for dinner. 
but it's downright damaging when released consistently every day. Need a quick stress buster? Exercise will do the trick. A brisk walk, taking the stairs, or a few minutes of jumping jacks will increase the feel-good chemicals in your brain and chase away the bad ones. If you're looking for a long-term fix, you may consider inviting meditation or yoga into your daily routine. Number nine, take a nap. If you can, of course. (laughs) Remember nap time as a kid? It just so happens that some very famous adults never stopped napping. Just to name a few, Winston Churchill, Napoleon Bonaparte, John F. Kennedy, and Thomas Edison were fans of the midday sleep break. According to sleep researcher Sarah Mendek, the author of Take a Nap, Change Your Life, taking a power nap is good for your body, mind, and mood. When you nap for 10 to 20 minutes in the afternoon, you can heighten memory, problem solving, logic, perception, and reaction time. Napping may also lower blood pressure, reduce stress, and be good for your heart. So next time you need extra brain power, Grab your pillow and take a nap. Number 10. A stitch in time saves nine. When it comes to fixing your sink or fixing your diet, it's always smarter to start fixing when the problem is small. It will cost much less both emotionally and monetarily. Dan Arley, a psychologist at MIT, conducted research with college students and term papers and found that setting a deadline is a good strategy for overcoming procrastination. Researchers also believe procrastination can be countered by implementing systems such as accountability to others, bargaining with yourself to get things done, positive reinforcement or rewards for completed missions, and clearly defining the task at hand. Number 11, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Which is to say, always weigh the consequences before you make a decision to do something. A report published in Neuroscience found that making decisions that you will regret later affects the emotional part of the brain as well as memory. These bad choices can affect decision-making in the future and may cause a person not to make optimal choices. So, how can you be sure you make the right choice? Try narrowing down your choices. The less you have to choose from, the easier it can be to make a decision. Put your choices down on paper. Make a good column and a bad column. And weigh the good and bad consequences for your decision. Act while calm. Avoid making decisions from a place of fear. Number 12. Respect your elders. Now you're one of them, right? Why? Because they're smarter than you. A study conducted by psychologists at the University of Texas and Texas A&M found that wisdom does come with age. The study consisted of approximately 50 men and women aged 67 to 82, as well as 50 men and women aged 20 to 36. The participants were asked to extract oxygen on a pretend mission on Mars. They had two options. The first would increase rewards given in future trials, and the second offered an increase in immediate rewards. The old-timers won each time. 
they chose the option that led to the most long-term rewards. Psychologist Todd Maddox, who co-authored the study, said, Broadly, these results suggest that younger adults may behave more impulsively, favoring immediate gains, while older adults are better at considering the long-term ramifications of their actions. Sounds about right. My mother told me, Find someone to fit your life instead of morphing who you are to fit theirs. Hmm. Now, I could have overlooked that advice and sloughed it off. Oh, wait, I did do that. And come to find out, she was right. It took me a while and a lot of unmorphing to get it right. Becoming someone else to appease someone else has only temporary benefits. You are who you are, and so are they, and eventually it's too difficult to keep up the facade. As a result, through trials and tribulations, of course, the hazards of not paying attention the first time, I have learned to be honest with who I am, celebrate that, and be willing to share and be vulnerable. I don't have to have everything figured out or even all together. I can be me, quirky, kooky, creative, passionate, and encouraging me. My father told me, remember, you always have one foot in poverty. His meaning was, don't get comfortable with where you are because it can all come crashing down unexpectedly. That wasn't to scare me, but help me stay humble and focused. As a result, I've learned to live inside or just below my means while striving for more. Margarita Harold shares life lessons we learned the hard way in an article she wrote for EmotionallyResilientLiving.com. Some of the most important lessons in life are those we learn the hard way. It's not that there isn't plenty of advice around, but somehow we always feel that there will be time later or that we're the exception. There's a great quotation that goes, The difference between school and life is that school teaches you a lesson and then gives you a test. Life gives you a test and then you learn the lesson. Here is a collection of a few of life's hard-earned lessons. See if you agree. Sometimes things happen that make no sense at all. You ask yourself, how can one person willfully hurt another? It's more of a statement of disbelief than a question. All we could hope for is that our collective voice against the inhumanity of the few and our universal desire to live in a compassionate-filled world extinguish the fire of hatred others have spawned. Let us not forsake our humanity. That's a quotation by Dodensky. There are things in life we don't want to happen, but have to accept. Things we don't want to know, but have to learn. And people we can't live without, but have to let go of. Unknown author. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These people have an appreciation a sensitivity, 
and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. Elizabeth Kluber Ross As you get older, you find out that true happiness is not in how much you make, how many degrees you have, how big your house is, or how fancy your car is. It's finding peace, joy, and calmness in your life that comes from genuine self-acceptance and relationships that will soon become the most important thing to you. Unknown author. No matter who tries to teach you lessons about life, you won't understand it until you go through it on your own. Author unknown. One of the most tragic things I know about human nature is that all of us tend to put off living. We're all dreaming of some magical rose garden over the horizon instead of enjoying the roses that are blooming outside our windows today. Dale Carnegie Not making a choice is a choice. Letting things happen by default is a choice. If we choose to give up our right to make a choice, we have made a choice. We always have choices, even if we do not like the ones available. Rochelle Disbennett Lee Clutter isn't just the stuff in your closet. It's anything that gets between you and the life you want to live, whether it's in your home, in your head, in your heart, or on your hips. Peter Walsh You can be the most beautiful person in the world and everybody sees light and rainbows when they look at you. But if you yourself don't know it, all of that doesn't matter. Every second that you spend doubting your worth, every moment that you use to criticize yourself, is a second of your life wasted. It's a moment of your life thrown away. It's not like you have forever, so don't waste any of your seconds. Don't throw even one of your moments away. C. Joy Bell, C. The greatest challenge in life is discovering who you are. The second greatest is being happy with what you find. Author Unknown You can't always count on others to respect your feelings, even if you respect theirs. Being a good person doesn't guarantee that others will be good people too. You only have control over yourself and how you choose to be as a person. As for others, you can only choose to accept them or walk away. Unknown author. The world is full of abundance and opportunity, but far too many people come to the fountain of life with a sieve instead of a tank car, a teaspoon instead of a steam shovel. They expect little, and as a result, they get little. Ben Sweetland. In the absence of clearly defined intentions, we become strangely loyal to performing daily acts of trivia. Hmm. Author unknown. One of the greatest challenges in creating a joyful, 
peaceful and abundant life is taking responsibility for what you do and how you do it. As long as you can blame someone else for your choices, be angry with someone else, point the finger at someone else, you're not taking responsibility for your life. Ilana Venzant. Pursuing happiness is not the same as being happy. Happy times are great and often fun-filled, but happy times pass because time passes. The lifelong pursuit of happiness, on the other hand, is more elusive. It's not based on a particular outcome. What you are really pursuing is meaning. Author Unknown Looking for love can feel like searching for a missing piece of your heart. You will keep looking for that one special person who will complete you until you finally realize that person is you. Do Zantamata When people walk away from you, let them go. Your destiny is never tied to anyone who leaves you, and it doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means that their part in your story is over. Author Unknown Some people think resilience means you will never feel fear. In reality, the strongest people feel, understand, and take responsibility for it. They just refuse to be defined by it. Marquita Harold. It's not your fault if someone you care about chooses to be unhappy. You can be kind, thoughtful, and loving, but you can't fix someone else or control whether they choose happiness or unhappiness. The best thing you can do is to pray for that person's well-being and embrace your own happiness. Unknown author. When you try to run away, you end up running in place. Move towards something instead of away. Rather than trying to eliminate the negative, focus on creating something positive that just happens to replace the negative. Mark Chernoff. Anyone can hold a grudge, but it takes a person with character to forgive. When you forgive, you release yourself from a painful burden. Forgiveness doesn't mean what happened was okay. It doesn't even mean that that person should be welcome in your life. It just means you have made peace with the pain and are ready to let go. Author Unknown The bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's lives. Family members can be your best friends. And best friends, whether or not they're related to you, can be your family. Unknown author. Somebody should tell us right from the start that we're dying. Then we might live life to the limit every minute of every day. Do it. I say, whatever you want to do, do it now. There are only so many tomorrows. Pope Paul VI. Sometimes the things we complain about most are the things we care about the most. Unfortunately, we don't always realize that until it's too late. 
author unknown. Life shouldn't be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a well-preserved body, but rather to skid sideways, chocolate in one hand, latte in the other, body thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and screaming, Woohoo! What a ride! It's said that the most common end-of-life regret is not having had the courage to live a life true to oneself, rather than a life others expected of them. While interpretations of the statement will surely vary from person to person, we can believe that the underlying theme has to do with the quality of life. Specifically, mustering the courage to risk living a little larger than we're comfortable with so that we might truly savor more of what life has to offer. Be honest with yourself about what you want. Don't leave the china and crystal to gather dust. Use it. Fulfill more dreams. Love more. Kiss more. Take more chances. Be a beginner more. Make more mistakes. And above all, let yourself be happy. to carry a lot of shame and guilt for choices I've made in my life. On the surface, you'll always see a smile and for the most part, a positive attitude and an encouraging word. But underneath, it was present. I was good at pushing it away, justifying portions of it and convincing myself that I had grown. But the reality was, I was ashamed to face my own failures It doesn't happen in one day or one session of unpacking and taking responsibility. I think like grief, it's always present to some degree, but we can find ways to acknowledge it without being consumed. I made some dumb choices. Now the t-shirt would read, but that doesn't define me and I'm stronger for it, blah, blah, blah. It may be true, but that only helps the situation if you truly believe it. Today I can say, I would not care so deeply or be so proactive in the work that I do if I had not lived and overcame what I did. No applause necessary. I mean, the tragedies were self-inflicted. And yes, I can now celebrate the process of getting where I am today, but it doesn't overshadow the fact that I made the choices and took the wrong turns. So the result... I'm more mindful of my emotional triggers and honest about my limitations. No longer am I trying to save the world, pretending I have all the answers. Even with the work I do now, it's about connecting, understanding, and encouraging. I'm just here for you and to let you know that I believe you are capable. Perspective is a powerful thing. It's everything, really. It's your understanding and how you relate to the information you have. We should always be striving for a better, different, or deeper understanding and new perspective. Sometimes we can get lost in this world. Our ideas, passions, and even our voice can get overshadowed or drowned by what's happening around us, real or not. It feels like whoever has the loudest and most outrageous thing to say or type gets the attention and unless you're comfortable asserting yourself or going against the grain, 
you settle in for the ride, becoming increasingly frustrated by this swell of helplessness. That's when it's time to climb up, metaphorically of course, to that higher vantage point. This way, instead of being in the mouse maze, you can see it all with new perspective. What is it all about anyway? Are those issues my issues? Should my mind be consumed to this degree? What's important to me? Where do I want to go? Mind, body, and spirit. I am in control of my next step. Wiggle free and give yourself space and time to listen to your heart and react thoughtfully. Try this practice weekly at first. Set your alarm and scoot back from your desk and soar. When you have it, move your practice to daily. Then you will be able to transport yourself up on Mount Perspective at will. Careful now. We're back on the ground completing our journey. By now, I'm sure your mind is reeling with life lessons you have stumbled upon over this course of listening to these. But just to help us a little bit more, Kristen Lee leaves us with 24 simple life lessons that are extremely important but too often forgotten in an article she wrote for thethoughtcatalog.com. Number one, there are people who truly care about you and people who truly don't. Remember and appreciate the ones who show genuine love for you rather than the ones you wish cared more. Number two, As frustrating and infuriating and unmanageable and uncontrollable as your family can be, nobody has your best interests at heart and loves you unconditionally more than they do. Number three, manage expectations. Manage expectations and manage expectations. Number four, the grass is green enough where you are right now. Number five, don't let people invalidate your emotions or hardships, but be sure to maintain a sense of perspective. Number six, I don't care how good of a friend you are. People generally do what they want to do, and telling them things they don't want to hear, honestly, has rarely worked. Advice works best when you empathize with what you're feeling and support them unconditionally until they figure things out for themselves. Number seven, traveling is the most wondrous activity, but also the most wondrous luxury. Never take it for granted. Any opportunity you get to travel, do it. Number eight, warm lemon water and coconut water are a go-to for easy health. Number nine, follow your heart. It's just as important as being pragmatic and vice versa. Number 10, Even though the result may not seem immediate, if you work hard enough, good things will come along eventually. Number 11. I truly believe that if you're meant to be with someone, you'll find your way back to each other. And if you're not meant to be, you won't. Number 12. Life is actually really unpredictable. Situations arise that you literally never thought could happen And as much as you try to plan, nothing goes as planned, literally. Number 13. 
There is nothing more attractive than loyalty and authenticity. It's just pathetic when people act like big shots and treat their friendships and relationships so haphazardly. And even more pathetic when people try to be someone they're not. Number 14. Choose people who will walk the walk, not just talk the talk. You can't trust anybody until they followed through with actions rather than empty words. Number 15. It's completely up to you to make your own happiness. You can't depend on your parents or friends for happiness. It's unfair to them and you'll inevitably be let down. Number 16. No one owes you anything. Number 17. Don't depend on others for validation. Learn to validate yourself. Number 18. If you're trying to be healthy and you totally cave one evening on pizza and donuts, don't kill yourself. Start over the next day and it'll be fine. Just don't make the pizza and donuts a habit. Or do make it a habit if you don't care. You do you. It's about balance. It's not about beating yourself up. Number 19. Beating around the bush never works. Be straightforward and honest. Number 20. People tend to be pretty self-absorbed, which means that A, you shouldn't put all your faith in them, and B, you don't have to worry so much about what other people think of you. Number 21. Don't make time for people who don't make time for you. Number 22. Complacency in any situation is very dangerous. Number 23. Exercise. You have one body, so please take care of it. Number 24. If you want to do what you love and it doesn't pay as well, then stop complaining and just adjust your lifestyle. If you enjoy a more extravagant lifestyle, you're going to have to work for it, even if it's a job you don't like. Number 25, last one for luck. Be kind, even when people take you for granted. And a lesson I've learned that has made a huge difference in my life. Encouragement is the key that can help others unlock potential. Motivation doesn't happen until you have a goal, and a goal can be impossible unless you're first encouraged. If you want to share encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they are not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, visit Mount Perspective as often as you need for a better vantage point. Search your mental library for pearls of wisdom you might have overlooked or been unwilling to accept at the time. Mix those with life learnings of your own gathered through experience. Then share with others as teacher and student will forever be entwined. I know you can do it. I was
Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone through until the path was clear. That's when I found you. How I want.